This Tales of Aria one-shot is part of our celebration of International Tabletop Day. In the spirit of sharing our love of gaming, this episode is brought to you by our podcast partner, All Hail Yogg. When you get tired of goody two-shoes heroics and half-hearted murder hobos, check out this actual play, Evil D&D Campaign, starring the cast and creators of Experience Points. The show features a group of villains working to doom the world and bring about the rise of Yogg. It is as fun as hell expertly crafted, and features wickedly delightful characters. This is a podcast that you don't want to miss. And remember, Yogg before all. Previously on Wild Endeavors, a sanguine security crew is called in on their night off to service the traps in a noble's mansion. The job starts going sideways when the crew runs into some guests, the Glass Brothers, who steal the group's trap-diffusing wand. Things only get worse when they discover the Glass Brothers have stolen something and killed their client. This is Tales of Aria, Sanguine Security, Part 2, Lockdown. Featuring Nick Feely as the Dragonborn Cleric, Ratram Liftar. We also think that that statue is a golem that's going to kill us if we go near it. Amy Jostineau as the Half-Elf Bard, Ava. I'm going to file form CMI3584, and that's for minor illusion. Special guest Joff Brown as the dwarf paladin Russet Bronze Barrel. I take a tiny sip. Nim, nim, nim. It is it is very good wine. I take more than a tiny sip. <laughs> Adam Rogers as the half elf warlock Drake. That makes me wonder if all of the rooms are kind of like these little boom boom rooms that are set up. <laughs> and I'm Thomas Marsetti, your DM and absolute master of character voices. Kind of. I like Thomas's fake drunk voice because I've actually seen him <laughs> drunk and it sounds nothing like that. standing near the body of your client, Precept Tenocyparis, a humming chime of an alarm rhythmically swells and gently echoes down the hallways of the Princeps mansion. Pink light floods the hallway, making the tiny cerulean tiles look almost purple as they march along the white marble hallway. The parallel strips of tile run along either side of the entirety of the hallway, save where the precepts' pool of blood momentarily breaks them. The dagger wound in his chest has already nearly stopped, releasing the ruby liquid. A voice echoes down the hallway. What in the name of the gods? You look up to see Noblis Groster Nabor has entered the east wing. Nabor is an unusually tall halfling, almost four feet tall. He has salt and pepper hair cut short and tight to his head. He has a super thin, kind of grossly thin, mustache and chin beard. He runs up and drops to his knees near the precept and starts quietly saying, No, 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 no. Oh, maybe he's still alive. Quick. Yeah. Can anyone help this guy? Oh, yeah. Anybody got healing potions? I sprint over and I cast uh, a level one cure wounds. Actually, no. I sprint over and check for a pulse. There is no pulse. Oh, then I don't spend the cure wounds on him. I'll yell at I'll yell at him. What happened? So you tell me where were you? We were trying to reset all the the traps. His eyes go a little bit wider when you say that. The traps. He then frantically starts padding around what are probably pockets hidden beneath his tabard. It's it's gone. He then looks down at the precept. What what done for? He turns to look at all of you. My security ring is gone. Without it, he's the only one who can turn off all the traps and lift the lockdown. We're... we're trapped. As employees of Sanguine Security, you would know that there is almost certainly a third option. From what you knew of him, the precept is very likely the kind of person who would have also had a panic room installed. Among the wide variety of options and accommodations that are provided for panic rooms... All Sanguine Panic Rooms come standard with a master control to arm or disable all the traps in the facility at once, as well as to provide a quick 
and safe way out of the building without lifting the lockdown. Where's the panic room at? We can, we can solve this problem by first going to the panic room, and we can disable this alarm. Nabor just looks up at you and just shakes his head. You, you don't understand. This is... His mother is, the, is a prelate. Okay. Which, you know, is basically like a Supreme Court justice mm. mixed with like a, a police commissioner. Oh, hey, yay. Yeah, so we should start our investigation to help her right now. So let's go to the room, bruh. <laughs> you don't understand. She doesn't need any help with the investigation. And once she finds out what this place is, she's going to have to get rid of us. Us? There's no us in this. There's a you. You are here without any sort of documentation. All of this is off the book, and then suddenly the precip dies? We're in uniform. We're good. Sir, have you heard? Do you know the Glass Brothers? Who? What what should I have heard? Who are they? What? Ah, see? That's the problem. I thought you vetted your visitors well. While we were while we were attempting to simply do our job, they came upon us in the hallway, completely unprovoked, stole something from us, <laughs> and then we saw them kill the precept. So if we can find them. <laughs> this, the harborage, is a haven for criminals. When their heist goes bad, they come here to hide. When they're hurt, they come here to get healed. Shit. Why the fuck do you need a security company? To protect the people who are paying the prince up. Well, then one of the bad people you let in here has gone rogue. Of course, but his mother doesn't want to hear that. Oh, she doesn't know about this place. No. How long do you think they'd let her be prelate once they find out what her son has been doing? She will silence us all permanently. And you can guarantee, if that alarm is going off here, it's also going off for her. Which means her people are on their way now. Well, then we need to fix this, and you're either with us or you're against us. And if you're against us, I'm going to hate you really hard. (laughs) He looks at you very intently. And slowly stands up and says, "You're right." Oh no! You're you're right. And he starts to take a couple steps backwards, and no. then he turns and screams for the guards. No, no. I will. Uh, I'll cast Charm Person. <gasps> Ooh, he does not make it. He's gonna stop screaming for the guards as soon as you, as soon as you touch him. What do you want to do from there? Do we think the guards have already heard him? He yelled pretty loud, and there is clearly an alarm going off. The guards are going to be on alert. And there's would a dead the, body. He could have been screaming about the body. Would we? Would I think that the guards would listen to him? Like, if he dismisses them as everything's okay? Roll uh, they, insight. That is a 25. He could he could do that, but there there's an alarm going off. They know something has happened. I guess, so. Like to your point, if they do figure out that the princep is dead, they are also going to look for a scapegoat to save their right. own skin. And even if that scapegoat was him. Right, right. Okay. Or Can I cast- a stranger sorrow in, who are in the house. Right. Well, my idea would be for us to hide and him to say, ah, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I did it's- it. It was me. <laughs> Take me away. Can I cast invisibility on the body? Ooh, that's interesting. Ooh. I do that. The body is invisible, yeah. There's just a pool of blood where it was Uh lying. (laughs) Well, now maybe Um, we can just tell them something's happened. Yeah, tell them something's happened. I I screamed because I came across this pile of blood. Go find the precept. I guess what's the the end goal? What are you hoping to do? The ultimate goal right now is for him to not have the guards find us. Okay. Okay. And so where are you going to be when he tells the guards or when the guards come up here and and he tells them what's going on. Wait, we saw him we saw the brother use the wand on one of the rooms, right? I say we go in there if we know the trap is diffused. That will work. The the four of you dodge into that room and as you do you can see that there is it looks like there was a hole blown into the back wall of the room and it is slowly like rebuilding itself like bricks are like rematerializing to like cover up that hole and inside the room you can see the guards rush past like the direction that you came toward the noblest who is now telling him that you know he 
ran across a pile of blood. He doesn't know what's happening. We need to find the precept. And the guards go, presumably go off in a different direction looking for, you know, what's going on here. So. Can we see a key in this room? There is not a key in this room. When you peek back out into the hallway, you just kind of see the, the guards going around the corner in the opposite direction, back toward where you came into the harborage. You can't know for sure, but based on what you know generally of the way that Sanguine Security set things up, if there is a panic room, it would be closer to like the personal quarters of the, the person who is in charge of the location, which you know is down the other leg of the hallway. The other thing that you know is that now that if the building is on lockdown, there is no way to kind of like leave the building other than through a very specific teleportation circle inside the panic room or by breaking the lockdown. Um, so even if like if you found a window that led to outside, you couldn't leave. If you found a door that led to outside, you couldn't leave as long as the lockdown was active. It's like a magical lockdown. Right, right. It's not just physically the doors are locked. Right. So can we rely on, now that we have this, um, the Leo McGarry of this house, now that he's on our side, can we kind of rely on his knowledge to help kind of help us get to the panic room? Like he would obviously know where it is, right? He could certainly help. Yes, for sure. And they're only, we only know of the hallway traps being in the hallway that ends in the, on the other fork. Then not every hallway is trapped. I think at this point you have to assume that the hallways are all trapped. Fantastic. <laughs> Would all traps be back trapped again under lockdown? No. If, if any, any of them that were already disabled are disabled. So this is just kind of an activation of the traps that were uh, dormant rather than already beaten. Okay. I thought maybe like our job was done. Like, <laughs> lockdown. Everything. <laughs> everything um, okay. So but the key, the key gets us past the hallway traps, any hallway trap. Correct. The key will get one person past the hallway traps. So you would need four keys to get all of you past the hallway I think that's what we have to do. We have to find four keys. We have to all be able to pass the hallway traps to get to the panic room to figure out a way out of here. I'm super glad I didn't pick fire. (laughs) (laughs) Can I go back into the fire room and try my mission? Um, you can, but you know that there are a bunch of traps in between you and the fire room now at this point. So let's look for a key in this room. Okay. This room seems to be pretty empty. Like, if you search it, there's there's nothing in this room. This was very clearly some type of staging room for the Glass Brothers. So they have cleared it out before they did what they needed to do. The next room down the hallway is the Talwar room, which is a type of scimitar. What do you want to do as you're standing outside the Talwar room? Check for traps. Roll perception. 20. So this is definitely one of the rooms where the trap is inside. It's in, it's designed for you to come in, get trapped in the room, uh, so that opening the door is fine. So... If you enter the room, um, there's again that kind of like mini foyer type area, the like 10 feet of hallway that then opens up into a larger room. This one, it's probably about 30 feet by 40 feet square room. There's a statue opposite of the door. And when you enter, its eyes flare and a giant axe that it was holding drops from its head onto the ground in front of it. On the way, it snaps a chain that was dangling in between two pillars that are equidistant center in the room. As soon as that chain snaps, the pillars topple against the outward walls, and the door slams shut behind you. So knowing our company, do we have an idea of what kind of trap this might be? Do a history check. That's a one. That's actually a zero, because I have a minus one. (laughs) (laughs) Man, this just is not ring a bell. Um, I like start furiously flipping through my notebook to see if I can glean anything. But mm-hmm. yeah, there are just too many entries that involve statues and chains, and like you, it's not so much that you don't have the notes; it's just that you are furiously flipping between dozens of entries that it could be. Are there tiles or stones or whatever on the ground, or is it all just like one flat? The floor stone is um, mostly the those little like mosaic tile sized like cerulean bits okay can i check for traps on the floor Mm -hmm. it's a 12 
you do not find any traps on the floor. Oh, God. Okay. Um, I'm just going to walk over to the pillar on the right to see how it's connected with the chain. The chain seems to be pretty, like, it's embedded within the pillar. Almost like the pillar was, like, formed around the chain. Okay. But I recognize this mechanism as one of our trap things. This is definitely one of your traps, yeah. This is definitely a do I, do I know which one it is and how to fix it? Do a history check. 18. This is almost certainly one of the Samson line of traps. Essentially, these traps require that two columns, usually pillars, have to be righted. That is to say, they have to be made perpendicular to the floor and parallel to each other for the door to open. Do we also think that that statue is a golem that's going to kill us if we go near it? Based on what she just figured out about the traps, no. That statue was there to cut the chain gotcha. and, and trigger the trap. Okay. So. All right. So let's... Move the pillars? Yeah. Do we have to move them both at the same time? Or can we put one up and put the other up? Both the pillars need to be straight up and down. That's what, Yeah, I got, the, I got that part. I just know if something else would trigger they, if I moved one and not the other. You don't think so, no. Well, with your tricksy stuff, I don't... <laughs> have to be careful. Fair enough. So I will tell them that we have to do one and the other to figure out how to get them back up. I, I pull out the... Uh, from my bag of holding, I pull out the power glove from Zelda. <laughs> so that I can lift the pillar by myself. I'm just kidding. I actually don't do that. That doesn't exist. But there's got to be a way. Like, are we strong enough where just the four of us can walk over and try to pick it up? Or is it like a stone pillar's like way too fucking heavy for even us to do that? There's one way to find out. Okay, teamwork. Makes dream work. All right, let's go. If the four of you together try to push up one of the pillars, you can very easily get it back up to perpendicular. Woo, that was easy. And then as soon as you let it go, it falls back against the wall. See, I knew there was a catch. Can one of us hold it? <clears throat> yeah, but then how do we escape? Mm. Russet charges the door. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've had traps broken that way before, so... It's actually not a bad move, yeah. <laughs> If you really want to, I yeah. I, I Leroy Jenkins the door. <laughs> <laughs> Roll your attack. I got a twenty. Go ahead and roll your damage. I crit the door. Uh, how do I? Oh, it's unarmed. So what is that? Well, is it unarmed or? Oh no! I smash it with my battle axe. That's right. what I'm doing. Of course, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> Two-handed as well. Sure, sure, sure. So, just a quick reminder for you and an explanation for our listeners: the way we do criticals, you're going to roll your damage as normal. Then you're going to add the maximum from the damage dice plus your modifiers. Okay. So six, I rolled ten. a six. So mm -hmm. it's six plus ten plus four. So that's 20, 20 damage. Nice. You definitely feel like you can break through this door with a couple more hits. I, I keep chopping. So while he is chopping, are the rest of you doing anything? Oh. Um, I'm going to sit back with his wine and have a sip. <laughs> <laughs> Here, hold this. Uh... <laughs> All right. <laughs> I think I'm like... And I lean against the pillar and just drink the wine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I'll search around the room for a key, since that's kind of what, why we came into the room in the first place. Rule perception. Ten. So there are not a lot of places to search in this room. As such, you're just about ready to give up, having found nothing, when you decide to check the statue again a little bit more closely. And again, you almost give up finding nothing when one of your fingers dips into the forearm of the statue. You realize that there's a section of the arm there that is an illusion. It's not actually solid. And you reach inside and pull out a small crystal. It's a long, skinny octahedron. So if you imagine an eight-sided die that's about that same width, but is six inches long... That's essentially what it looks like. It's made of some type of blue gemstone. Yeah. But you recognize this is this is one of the, the key shapes that Sanguine uses. Like the shape that spins above the character on The Sims. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, the, the plum bob. <laughs> they all hand it to Drake and say, you can have this since you're clearly the weakest of all of us. <laughs> Just Elders blast him. <laughs> 
I think if Russet hadn't crit on the first attack, he probably would not be able to break through the door. But if he's just wailing on the door after that first attack that had some kind of divine intervention with it, uh, he's eventually able to just break his way out of the room. That's kind of our style. (laughs) Ruining everything Thomas does. I give one of these to the room. (laughs) (laughs) And then I take one more sip of the wine and thrust it back at him, and I'm like, you deserve this. (laughs) So you start moving your way back down the hallway. Do you want me to take the key and run forward past all the traps and see if I can get to the panic room? Yes, that's a really good idea. And if you can't, then you're just going to come straight back. Don't run into cards. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, <clears throat> Thomas, let me ask you this. This is sort of a DM question. I have this tr- uh, feature blessing of the trickster. Mm-hmm. So if I touch a willing creature, I give it advantage on stealth checks for an hour. I can't do that for myself. Correct. Right. Correct. So do I want to give somebody else the key? And I can give you... I would make you much better at being stealthy. I mean, I could do it, probably. I'll do it. I'll hand the key over to Ava, and I'll use Blessing of the Trickster to give her advantage on stealth checks. Cool. I'm going to go down the hall, and I'm searching for the panic room. Roll perception check. 20. Okay. So it takes you a little while. You go down the, the hallway several hundred feet, past several doorways. You take that, the right fork, moving down toward what you understand to be the princeps, like, personal quarters. You eventually come to a room, and based on your general knowledge of the bureaucracy of Sanguine and what you know of the the traps that they use, you have found the entrance to the panic room. The room is about 50 feet by 50 feet. There are four pedestals sat within the room, equidistance, creating like almost like a square in the center of the room. There is a panel along the far wall that has, you would guess, about a hundred levers on it. Go ahead and give me a history check. 19. You know that this is probably the trap known as death by a thousand cuts. One of the 100 levers will open the door into the panic room and the teleportation circle leading out of the house. Every other lever... will release a trap. Everything from gases to creatures that will attack you to magical effects to horrible, horrible things. There are a number of symbols on the levers. There are a number of colors on the levers and there are a number of shapes that the handles of the levers are made up of. So there is probably a solution. Like if you know the symbol, the color and the shape of the lever, you can pick one pull that and be out. Okay. Do I recognize the color or shapes or symbols? There are four colors. Yellow, pink, blue, and green. The symbols are a sword, a crossbow, an axe, and a helmet. And the shapes are a circle, a hexagon, and a inverted bevel square. Given that role, you also know that on one of those pulls, a golem will appear. And that golem is very difficult to kill, but it will have a key within it. And that key will also open the door leading out of this room. So that's like the boss fight. So we're not <laughs> we're not quite there yet. Uh, so what would you like to do? I'm going to report back to them about what I saw. Okay. But I took notes, detailed notes about all the things that I think that were on there, mm-hmm. and I'm going back. But at least we know now. So maybe yeah. if we come across some clues in the house as to what the answer might be. King and yellow. <laughs> See, tell you. Uh, not this, not this time. But lies. <laughs> <laughs> what would you like to do? Uh, we'll go in the next room. If you make your way down the hallway toward the next room, you find yourself face-to-face with a giant steel double door. covers the entire width and breadth of the hallway. It is covered in a series of dark, symmetrically aligned holes. And there are two handles on the doorway. Somebody want to open the door? Yeah, I'll open it. I'm going to need all of you to make dexterity saving throws. 
Oh, loud. You shouldn't have opened it. Right? That's fine. 22. I got a five. <laughs> Six. 14. As Ava goes and turns the knob on the door, there is a loud chunk, chunk, chunk sound. And then from each of the 40-some slots in the door comes a crossbow bolt. Now. Uh-oh. So, Rat and Russet, you are going to take 14 damage, and Drake and Ava are going to take 7 damage. Ow. And it looks like the hallway is now clear to the next room. Hooray! <laughs> Wait, can we go to the room to see if there's a key? Or is that just a... That was, like, blocking the hallway. Oh. Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did the key would not... That's one that the key would not have... The key, the key would have worked for that. But <laughs> once the crossbow is fired, the key is not going to stop that. Right. So let's go to the next room and find a key. Okay. So the next room, as you come up to it, is the Falchion room. Again, as you investigate the door. There are no traps on the door itself. This is another one of the rooms where the trap is within the room itself. I want to take my stone of size and spin it clockwise in my hand to grow it to be about the size of a like a bowling ball. Okay. After we open the door, I want to place it in between where the door jam is and where the door would shut to try to like wedge the door open so it can't trap us behind there. Okay. Behind it. I like that a lot. Okay. So you do that as you all enter the room is a hexagonal shaped room. And as you are coming through that little foyer, you see each other wall in this room has a doorway built into it. As you are entering it, the door tries to slam shut and it stops on the the stone that you have placed there. And you can hear the stone starting to crack and starting to break. And then seeing the, like, the doors in the room around, you know that this is a like maze-type room. And basically, there's one door that leads toward the way out, and the other five doors lead you deeper into the mess. And it would take a series of correct checking of mechanisms and traps and things like that, and then a, a way to manipulate that mechanism to operate the door that leads out of the room for you to successfully navigate this maze. But since you put that stone in the door, you all can dodge back out of the room if you'd like to. I'll also say that there is, there's a key in the middle of the room that you can grab. Before we run out? Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, shit, I'll yeah. Grab so the key. Your stone, like, you will lose your stone when you do this, but you will complete this puzzle. What a sacrifice. <laughs> R.I.P. Stone. Okay, so moving down the hallway toward the next uh, location where you would expect a trap, there is about where you would, again, based on like sanguine, like best policies sort of uh, location, there is a large hole that extends over the entire hallway. The edges of the hole are ragged, and it seems like there are a number of claw marks on the edges of it. And from a distance, all you can see into the hole is darkness. Uh, the hole is probably about 30 feet across. So if the, if I hold a key in my hand and try to walk, it just lets me walk across it, sort of like I'm levitating. You can try. I will. I will try. I will lightly step my foot over the hole. You can walk across it. Okay. I will walk to the middle of the hole and start uh, dancing a jig. <laughs> As you are dancing that jig, you look down and the hole extends a ridiculous depth into the earth or into... It should be this building, but it's clearly far, far, far down than that. And from down there, as you are dancing, you hear a deep breathing. And then I think you can't help but notice, again, like the claw marks at the edge of this hole. Yeah. I will revert back to the side where the rest of my companions are and explain to them what I saw and heard. Oh, man. So this trap is not messing around. <laughs> is it conceivable that we, like, throw a key back over the hole? I was thinking that, but I don't know that we want to risk that. <laughs> I mean, I, w I will let you try it. The understanding, like, there's a chance to lose the key. Can my mage hand carry the key back and forth? Yeah. So I think two of us can cross and then mage hand can carry them back over. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it takes you, like, 
the mage hand is to carry one key over, and then you either let it go or you it comes back and you cast it again or you whatever, and yeah. then you carry the second one over, and the other two come across. No, I yeah, waited. I have to file. I have to file my forms. So I have to file form CMH five three seven two to carry the key back and forth. Okay. Through mage. Okay, so that will bring you to the Zephos room. Again, there are not traps on the door itself. You make your way into the room, and the door slams shut behind you. This one is a circular room. This has the you know, recessed floor, the very cushiony seats all around the, that circle in the center. When the door slams shut, a pedestal appears in the center of the room, rising up out of the ground. And then from that, an hourglass rises slowly out of it. And then the sand in the hourglass starts falling. As the sand begins to accumulate in the bottom of it, you hear a mechanical whirling sound growing in the walls all around you. You have a general idea, like, it's probably not a good thing. You've probably all have seen some type of, in Prahum at least, being the you know, cultural and intellectual type center of the world. You've seen some dynamos where me- or mechanical objects build up electricity, or you've seen where mechanical objects build up to do something like putting a bunch of spikes into a room. There's, there's a lot of bad things that mechanical objects can do, and it sounds like there are a lot of mechanical objects charging up in the, the walls around you. Can I ask what happened to Narwhal, or whatever that guy is that we, that I charmed? Oh, my bad. I thought you wanted him to stay with the guards and kind of, like, lead them away. Do you want him to be doing something else? Um, I mean, I don't think it would be... It would make sense for him to, like, be traveling with us. I think, I think we've definitely gone past the point where the, the charm spell will work on him. Is there anything you want to ask? Let's say, like two or three questions you want to ask of him before the spell runs out. I don't want to waste questions if we only get three. <laughs> but If you have an idea, like, I don't, I can't think of anything. Like, is he, is there, like, a library or an office or something where the precept guy hung out a lot to where we could find clues? He says that there is, but by the time you found anything worth finding, his mother would be back. And once his mother comes back, it doesn't matter what you found. Can we ask him who he thinks working for anyone else? He is not. Do you know why anyone would have had a reason to kill the precept? He says he does not know. If if anything, killing the precept is what set off, set off the lockdown. So killing the precept is what made it impossible for you all to escape. From the you know the, the vantage point of someone trying to get out of the out of here, killing the precept is a huge error. Unless the person who who had already had a way out was trying to trap somebody to take the fall for them. Gotcha. Ding, ding, ding. So he wasn't necessarily targeted. He was more just the means to get us right. trapped in here. Right. Yeah. All right. No, I think that I think that's it. Okay. Um. So yeah, at some point, like he just kind of runs away, and as he's He's crying. He's resigned to his fate. He's preparing to, you know, make his peace with his god and and to die. And it's more or less useless to you. So you are in a room. There's an hourglass on a pedestal in the center of it. It is running out. And as the more and more sand accumulates in the bottom of the hourglass, uh, more and more mechanical energy seems to be building up in the walls around it. Um, can we just bust the hourglass? What does that look like? I'm going to file form BSE1938, which is casting shatter at the hourglass. So the hourglass explodes in front of you. The sound of the mechanical works and the, the walls stops. And then another hourglass raises up from the pedestal and starts to drain. And again... <laughs> As the sand begins to accumulate, the noise begins to grow in the walls around it. Well, do we see a key? Yeah, I think that it doesn't take you very long to find a key, but the door leading out is closed and sealed pretty well. Fancy, need another critical roll. Yep. <laughs> do we recognize what trap this is? 
Roll history. Fifteen. Um, yes. This is what is known as the dummy trap. If you let the hourglass run out, the door will open. <laughs> uh, bitches. <laughs> You're a dummy. I am a dummy. I wasted a fucking spell on that. Dummy. <laughs> I'm assuming that's what you want to do. <laughs> yes, I, I communicate. Yeah. Nobody do anything. <laughs> Give me some of that wine. <laughs> so the yeah, the mechanical grind grows and grows and grows as the the sand falls into the bottom of the hourglass, and as the last grain lands on the that pile, there's a moment of silence. Nothing happens, and then the door opens. Yay, we have three keys now. Three keys? Yes. Just need one more. Or I can just kill one of you. Ha ha ha. Skip. <laughs> Twist. That took a turn. Yeah. I've already done that once. I'm not doing it again. <laughs> so as you step into the next uh, hallway, it seems like it's a, it's a pretty wide open hallway very much unremarkable from any of the other ones that you've walked into except that as soon as you step from kind of that junction where the the door to the Zephos room was, there is a blue spark of energy and a ball, like a red ball appears in the air and then flies directly at you and for as long as you are standing in the hallway, these balls begin to appear in the air, like warping into existence and hurtling themselves at you. Now, if we, like, like the dummy trap room, if since we've already beat that trap, can we go back in there to trap reset? The trap does not reset, no. Okay, You've so, like, we, can, we, could, we could technically duck back in there and the mm-hmm. balls would stop, at least for temporary relief. Well, also, like, if you're if you're just standing at that, like, juncture, like, right outside the the Zephos room, like, the balls are not coming far enough or fast enough to hit you there. Like, they gotcha. get to that point and they just kind of, like, drop and, like, roll on the ground and then disappear. So there's definitely, like, a spot where you could just kind of, like, stand and evaluate and uh, okay. you're not getting hit or you're not worried about getting hit. Yeah. Anybody got any ideas for this one? Is this part of a, a trap or is this something new? Like, do we recognize this as being one of our gizmos? Roll history. We also have, we also have three keys, so we can at least get three of us by it. Mm-hmm. 16. So you would recognize this as the dequintal tunnel, as in the five Ds, the five Ds being dodge, duck, dip, dive, and dodge. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, when these balls, when these balls hit you, they slow you down. They can also do pretty significant damage to you when they hit you. There's, there's not really a shutoff switch for this hallway. Anyone here acrobatic as hell? I mean, kinda. I am not. I'm, <laughs> I am slow. I have another idea. <laughs> oh lord! All right. <laughs> and I, I basically hold up my shield. Oh, well. Follow me! And I, I run out, holding my shield up and hiding behind it. Okay, well, hand me a key. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. No, you three might as well just... <laughs> yeah, you three just follow behind me like okay. me. I'm good with that. <laughs> yeah, he's like, follow me! And starts charging in the rest, and we're just like, all right. <laughs> yeah. Like, the first ball that comes launching at you hits the shield... And you feel an electrical shock go throughout your body. It makes you stop where you are, and you are going to take five damage. Oh, yeah! And you are immobile for just one turn worth. The hallway is 100 feet, and we're going to move into the next (laughs) round of combat. What would you like to do? What about dip or or dodge (laughs) or duck? Absolutely. I try to dodge them as okay. they come. Yeah, roll deck saving throw. Yeah. <laughs> 14. Yeah, you dodge the next ball that comes through. You move your full movement, which is... Okay. Is that 25? Yeah. Okay. Go ahead and roll dexterity saving throw again. Yeah, keep going. That's a natural 6. That's a 7. One of the balls hits your shield again. And okay. again, kind of shocks you... 
you can't move and you take five damage. Okay. Can I give him my key and then I try to do the deck saving throws? Yep. Yes, so it is. And I take it. Run! <laughs> <laughs> go, little dwarf, go! Okay. So as soon as you give him the key, you notice that there's a ball coming right at you. So go ahead and make a dexterity saving throw. 21. Okay, you are able to move, actually double your speed. You're able to move and basically make your dash movement at the same time. So is that 60? Yeah. So this is the last stretch. You're about 15 feet away from the end of the hallway. Make one more. 25. You like do the matrix slow motion as it goes by. (laughs) For sure, for sure. Russet isn't running. Russet just walks drinking. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't got very well anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I might want to put a healing potion in that wine, Russet. <laughs> <laughs> and so when you reach the end of that hallway, you see that there is probably about like 10 feet further beyond the, the dodgeball section, not quite to the next room. There is a halfling that is lying on the ground. When you search their body, you do find another key. Huh. You find also uh, roughly around like 700 gold. Hey guys, are... I fa- guys, I found 300 gold. <laughs> <laughs> and a couple, like a decorative like dagger and rapier if you want them. And I found a really boring dagger. <laughs> so you all have four keys now if you'd like to just continue moving on down the hallway toward the panic, panic. room. Actually, are there other plaques on any of these doors that say what they're called? There are, yeah. As you move along, you see the Claymore room, the Xi'an room, the Zvihander room, the Dao room, the Stiletto room, the Hook Sword room, the Svardvar room, mm-hmm. the Broadsword room. Yeah, that's it. I, I, I say, I'll be right back, and I open the door to the Stiletto room. Okay, have fun. I just want to stick my head inside the stiletto room. Yeah, go for it. Where's the key? So it doesn't the the key only stops hallway traps? Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> I'll be right back. I'll be right back. <laughs> oh, he's not gonna come back, is he? <laughs> just wait for me. Don't don't risk your lives. I'll be right back. Okay. That's what everyone says when they don't come back. I want to like follow behind, but I don't. I want to be. <laughs> far enough back to where if it explodes like I'm not gonna die <laughs> yeah like I mean he can like yeah I would say as long as he's checking it like how we've checked all the doors previously yeah he peeks his head in there's the like the standard like mini hallway foyer room and then there's uh, it seems to be a room about like 10 feet deep about 20 feet wide and as he steps into that room the door slams shut behind him I'm fine. It's all good. (laughs) Uh, Russet, you see in this room there are three statues along the backside of the wall. Oh, no. Um, They are humanoid style. They're not quite, like, they don't really look like any sort of races that you know, but they are, they're vaguely dwarven and vaguely halfling and kind of also human, but maybe a little bit kenku. Like, it's, they're vaguely humanoid, right? Mm -hmm. Two of them are holding long swords across their torsos, kind of like a drill team. Like there's one like a little bit like kind of like by their waist, one up by like their chest and the, the long sword is across in that way. The third is empty handed, uh, but it's posed like it should hold a sword the same way the other two do. The statue to the far right, which does hold a sword, has another sword stuck into the side of its head. Any of the swords stand out? Are any of them, are they all identical? Or is there one, perhaps, that is uh, decorative? Roll investigation. Natural 20, which turns into, it's 20. It's still 20. All right. So you notice that the the swords are all pretty much the same. But you, if you begin to study the statues a little bit closer, you see that the one with the sword in it, in its head, has an an inscription across its chest that says, Avenge me. The statue that is missing a sword has a slot in its torso that looks like it would fit a sword. Avenge me. Okay, I don't take the sword out of the side of the head, I take the sword that he's holding. Okay, it comes away freely. And I stick it in the middle guy's chest. And it fits in like it was meant to. And there's a a slight, like, chunking sound. 
as it like sits into the, that statue. And then all the swords disappear. And there is just one sword that comes into existence in the, the center statue's hands. And it has shifted a little bit, so it's holding the sword parallel to the floor. And it uh, seems to be made mostly of gold and rubies. Ooh. And the scabbard that lays beside it is the same, almost all gold, except inlaid with a bunch of emeralds. Has the door popped open yet? Not yet. I remove this. Can I remove the sword from the statue's hands? Yes. And as soon as you do, the door opens. Okay. And I place the sword in the scabbard. And I slide it deftly into my bag of holding. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And then I leave the room and dust my hands. <laughs> okay. There was nothing in there, guys. It was another dummy room. <laughs> <laughs> What did you oh, hope to, what did you hope to find in there? Nothing. It was a dummy room. Yeah, but what did you think was in there? Uh, I just I, I I had I don't know, stiletto, it's such a cool name. I just I, I felt like there might be some shoes. Some shoes in there and I really needed new shoes. Uh huh. Russet, go ahead and roll persuasion. Oh and, shit. Uh it sounds like Ava and Rat are gonna roll insight. Opposed. Uh, I got an 18. Yeah, I got a 20. I got a 20, 22. Uh, damn you both. Damn you both. I am full of shit. <laughs> Wait, so what do we, so what do we, what do we know? You know I'm role? lying. Yeah, you know he's trying to hide something from you. All right, so what's actually in there? I'm not even concerned about what was in there. I'm concerned about why you went back. I, um... I, uh, I, there was a thing in there and I needed it. That you knew about separately from? Yeah, from, from, from our employer. Yeah. Huh, was there. Yeah, and uh, he wanted me to uh, fetch it and uh, bring it back to him. Uh Huh. Yeah, and I don't ask questions because, you know, I'm a company guy. Sounds like we need another persuasion and insight. Ah, son of a... (laughs) (laughs) I'll give you, I'll give you advantage on the, uh, the persuasion roll, though. Ooh, good because one of those was a twenty-one. Seventeen. I also got a twenty-one. So what does that mean? It means you are suspect of what he said. And I'm, j- am I just like magically like, oh, checks out? <laughs> I think no, you, no, not like magically. But I think in this case, maybe your tendency to see conspiracy kind of works against you. You kind of expect that there's all kinds of secret dealings and secret missions all around you. So the idea that Aegis sent Russet on a secret mission is not out of the realm of possibilities. Okay. Okay. Hmm. I think Ava, you you could go either way. Like. It wouldn't be the first time that that Aegis has told you to do something kind of weird. It's also, I mean, it's a little bit weird that you didn't know that maybe somebody else had a different mission. Yeah, I'm a little little concerned that somebody else might be involved in something suspect against the job. Mm. Can I do a perception check? Uh, depends on what you're doing. Like what. Like, if you're just, like, staring really hard at him trying to figure out if he's lying, <laughs> uh, like, we've already done that, but, like, if yeah. you're doing something else... I'm just gonna go with it for right now. Anyone else want to go in a room? Any of them take your fancy? <laughs> <laughs> I am... I am good to go. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, now that you all have keys, you make your way through another couple hallways, past another couple rooms, um, which I mentioned, and you make your way into the the panic room chamber. So you see what we mentioned, or what I told Ava earlier. Uh, on the far wall, there's a panel. On the panel, there's about a uh, hundred levers. Each one has a different like shape, color, and symbol on it. And um, I can bring that back up if you would like. Can you start pulling levers? Is that the plan? You what if it's- what if we stood back and old our old friend Mage Hand <laughs> pulled a couple, you know, just yeah. Yeah, maybe. I would say you know that if a lever is pulled, the room will get locked down. Mm. And so you basically with a mage hand or like an unseen servant, if they would even work, you would get one shot at it. 
I don't, I, I really don't want to give it away, but there are clues that I've dropped along the way that will tell well, you. I was going to go with Hex Yellow Sword. Hmm. Um, Hex Room, mm-hmm. Gold Sword, Yellow, King in Yellow. <laughs> <laughs> There's been a hexagon room and a circle room. Oh yeah, there are circle rooms. There also have been square rooms. We've, we've been hit by crossbow bolts. Mm-hmm. You you don't realize I've seen swords. That's true. Oh, no, wait, there was a sword that cut a chain. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was an axe, right? Oh, was that an axe? I think. But there's an axe on there, too. There is an axe on there. Have we seen a helmet? We have not seen a helmet. So maybe that makes it the meaningful sort of way. Yeah. Okay, so what if it is the things we haven't seen? Because we haven't seen any rooms that are like that bevel shape, right? No. No. We haven't seen the helmet. And we haven't seen which color? There's a lot of blues. Or is it because there's a lot of blues that it might be it? Mm-hmm. Is it the... What color were the... I'm trying to think of anything that had anything to do with color. What color were the tabards? That, well, it wouldn't have to do with Glass Brothers. No. Well, the, the room... A lot of the rooms are blue... Is there a pink one? Oh, the cerulean. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Tiles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Weren't all the couches and stuff blue, too? Yeah. Was anything else blue? And so we never, pink And we never saw a helmet. Pink. And there's only one... No, there's one pink helmet in that weird shape. Yeah. Well, there's one of everything. Hopefully. One if, I, if I did it right, there's one of everything, yeah. <laughs> so is it what we didn't see? Worse <laughs> did and we're, like, dead if we push the wrong one. Not necessarily. We're just going to fight something. Right. Can you spell the... Is it? Can you spell the precept's name for me? Yeah. Does it have to do with that? Um, I can spell it for you. <laughs> it is Tenociparus. T is in Thomas. E is in electric. N-N-O. C is in cat. Y is in yak. P as in Peter, R-I-U-S. You can also roll for a clue. I know, but now I really want to figure it out. <laughs> if you, I if like, everybody else <laughs> like if you have given us the hint. I mean, Amy, if you want to, I can text it to you. <laughs> okay. Roll history. 21. It's actually going to be a slack because that's just quicker. Yeah, I know. I figured that's what you meant. That's a hint? (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was a good hint. I don't... Yeah, maybe. Ava, it looks like you just had a... a moment. (laughs) I did. Is there something you're seeing? Something about all the brooms having connection to swords. Wait, is that true? The names of the rooms are swords. Oh, the names of the rooms are swords. Yeah, yeah. So would it be like the blue sword? But there's also three. Well, I mean, didn't we said earlier that I don't know what shape that is, but the one that's not a circle and that's not a hexagon, right? Oh, yeah, that's Bevel Square. Bevel Square. Bevel Square. Mm-hmm. There was no room that was that shape, right? I don't think so. That's my only reasoning. Was like. Everything else is blue. We've been in circle rooms. We've been in hexagon rooms. We haven't been in a bevel-shaped room. They all connected to swords. I'm down. Pull it. Yeah. All the so all the rooms are swords. <laughs> but not all the swords are. Blue. Many of the rooms are blue. Oh, just many, not all the rooms. Right. I mean, cerulean is a type of blue, and it's been everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was on the floor in the entrance, right? And the mm-hmm. when we walked in. Mm-hmm. Mosaic, though. Right. What did the mosaics look like? They were oh. I mean, the mosaics were all blue, but they were right. mosaic-like tiles, <laughs> which are usually square or squarish. Okay. So, yeah, so blue square sword, or is that hex? I don't know. Most of the blue that you have seen has been on tile. I feel like tiles are more hexagon shaped than me too. Yeah. Okay. Well, that would make it the top left one. Thomas wouldn't make it one one. This one. Unless he's totally trying to screw with us. It's totally. <laughs> <laughs> ah! Unless he doesn't 
think it we that he unless he thinks that we wouldn't think that he would make it one one, then he would make it one one. <laughs> Are we one. dead if we pull the wrong one? Or is the door just shut? Oh, well the door uh, shuts but we get trapped with different things. Yeah, like shit just pops off if you pick the wrong one. <laughs> okay, that's good. And this is where we all die. <laughs> oh man. Is it the blue sword hexagon or is it the blue sword square? I'm going to make you explain your reasoning either way. So I would say go for it. <laughs> I think blue sword hexagon because all the rooms are named after swords. Wasn't there some sort of hex curse or something? <laughs> all the rooms are named after swords. We've seen a lot of blue tile and mosaic. Is mosaic tile mostly hexagons? Is that? Yeah, I would say so. Oh, no, except how do they fit together? Hexagons yeah, right, that's no. true. I actually now think it might be the square. <laughs> <laughs> like, doesn't what? that just look more like a tile? It does. What? what if he's just really bad at making hexagons? <laughs> 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 like me uh, yeah. making, <laughs> making these in InDesign or the, the tile yeah. maker in the fantasy world? No, you. <laughs> no, I mean, they would fit together. Oh, they would fit one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. When I think of tile, I think of that more than the other thing. That doesn't mean anything. You have to say shapes. <laughs> The two that between the two, I feel like that hexagon one's more tile-like than the beveled one. If I had to pick one, I would pick the blue right. the blue sword square. I, I agree. I say if it helps, you you do know that the guards are coming your direction. Like there's no <laughs> infinite amount of time. All right, I'm gonna go up and pull it. Uh, the lever slides down. And then the door on the other side of the panel opens. What? And there's a room with a teleportation circle in it that you would recognize as the the as last escape route of a sanguine security uh, client. Not not a death chamber. Not a death not chamber. A death chamber. Okay. <laughs> 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 Russet, we... will, Russet will still stick his head in the room like <laughs> <laughs> if you all step into the room uh, there's a a flash of blue light and you find yourselves standing in the office of Sanguine Security Solutions and we're all fired and we gotta have some explaining to do <laughs> <laughs> Epilogue. After we've been slapped on the back of the hand, <laughs> and um, we haven't quit and we haven't been fired, um, I'd like to return to the tavern and seek out Sferio and um, give him the sword. You find him where he said he'd be, at the Sleeping Colossus Tavern. The common room has plenty of patrons, but isn't crowded. The vibe is very mellow. There's a rumble of all the conversations, but it's gentle, just like the bluish light that leaves plenty of shadows around the room. Seferio is svelte, even for an elf. His long silver hair falls very neatly down just past his shoulders. A thin silver half-circlet keeps the hair from his face. His tunic and trousers are a green so dark it often looks black. He is mellow and quiet in a way that sometimes seems dangerous. Does anyone know that you have this? He asks. Maybe. One of one of them was suspicious. Can you eliminate them? I whoa, that's not part of the deal. You talk about eliminations, and it makes me think you're going to eliminate me. If it were between you and them, who would you prefer be eliminated? Oh, that's not fair. <laughs> Just give me the money. 
Until the genesis is clear, and we know for sure the sword cannot be traced back to someone we don't trust, there will be no money. That's what I get for telling the truth. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Uh, They are going to stand up and start to walk away. Uh, Get back back over here. They stop. I'll... I will deal with it. Give me the money. He just looks at you for a long, drawn-out moment and then says, Only because I value your contributions. I'll give you half now. The other half when you assure me that your little problem is dealt with. Okay. He tosses a pouch of coins onto the table and then walks away. So half of that would be... Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And and then an epilogue to the epilogue. I (laughs) I go see Ava and I'm like... Here's a hundred platinum. You have to leave. <laughs> to go where? It doesn't matter. Just take the hundred platinum, okay? You just have to leave. Okay? You you quit. You leave town. You you set up somewhere on your own. Okay? I'm doing the same. Gotta go. Gotta take off. Okay. Okay. Bye now. <laughs> it's been fun. Thank you for all these years. <laughs> Thank you for joining in our wild endeavors, and thank you to Kevin McLeod for the great music. We want to extend a special thank you to Joff for joining us for this adventure. We had an absolute blast with him. You can find him on Twitter, at Owlbear, as he says, that's bear as in nipples, not as in gur. In the show notes, you'll find numerous links to the slew of amazing things Joff creates. Please check them out. If you've enjoyed this endeavor, please share it with a friend. One of the best things about collaborative storytelling and tabletop games is the shared experience, and we'd love if our endeavors became something you enjoyed sharing with the special people in your life. Keep an eye and an ear out for updates. We'll have more wild endeavors soon. If we pushed the other one, it would have been bad, right? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) I was close to choosing the hexagon, too, but. Wow. I didn't think we'd make it to the end, and we did, so that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Not so much major fighting. Ah! I like this character, too, so we got to. Bring us back for okay. more mission. Bring us back for more missions. If Sanguine Security is still a company after this, yeah. well, we're going to get demoted, <laughs> and then we start our own company because we're going to sell the sword that Russet found. What? <laughs> what's what's that? <laughs> Epilogue part three. <laughs> Ava, hunt, Ava hunt down Russet. <laughs> What gets on the Kraken Mare and <laughs> she goes to Coastal Town and gets on the Kraken Mare and uses the pirates to help her hunt down Russet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm good with you guys taking your hundred platinum and going your separate ways. <laughs>
Until the sequel. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's like an Avenger thing where like people have to summon us or something. Yeah. <laughs> I I will just say like the group who's willing to give two hundred platinum away probably is not gonna just be okay with not getting what they want. That's why we're running. We're running. I know. <laughs> Agreed. That's why you're pirates. <laughs> Just saying, they will chase. <laughs> and that's why the pirate ship burned. <gasps> oh, God. That's actually Holy kind shit. of brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That was great. Thank you guys so much. <laughs> Thank you. Nice to meet you guys. It, it's been a lot of fun. Thank you. Nice so to meet much. you too. Of course. Thank you Thank for you. having me. Yeah, of course. I would do this. I would do this again in a heartbeat. Great, us too. Yeah, we'll work it out. Like it. We'll definitely, we'll do something. Okay. <laughs> All right. Goodbye forever. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. All right. Bye. Good night, guys. Good night. <laughs>